Hey, this is William. Welcome back to my quest to teach digital evangelism, where we're talking about leadership. And we covered the first five areas that I wanted to share about leadership. And I hope you enjoyed um, the first five that we talked about. Uh, I want to keep this um, discussion leadership. Where, when do we begin? Um, concise and um, focused on um, the churches of Christ, um, being involved in a Christian life of following Christ and keeping our eyes and our focus centered on Christ in, in everything that we do. Um, it is important to understand that when we make that commitment to be a Christian, we are faced with so many challenges, so many situations and circumstances that try to clog our vision, that try to distract us, that try to keep us away from focusing on Christ as our Lord and Savior, that sometimes um, we fall short and we miss the mark, but that is okay because we're human and we must understand that in order to be an effective leader, we must um, effectively lead in spirit and in truth just as we worship in spirit and truth. And we must make sure that we understand that and put that as a priority and lead not unto our own understanding, but unto the understanding of the Spirit of God, which lies within us. Now, I know there's some debate, there's some question, there's some uh, reflection, there's some discussions on the actual Spirit of God residing in us. But looking through Scripture, and I'm not going to quote specific Scripture, but I'm just going to um, share that, you know, when you're engaged in a conversation about our life walking in, in Christ, being in Christ. We cannot do it in a physical realm. We can't do it in a, I'm going to do it my way realm. And when I say spiritual, I mean, um, we, can't let, we can't let our emotions guide us. We can't let, you know, our own sensibilities guide us. We have to follow the spirit. And that's important because if we follow, follow the spirit of, of the Lord, we cannot go wrong. But if we follow the spirit of our, but of, of our own self, it will lead us to different directions, particularly when we're faced with challenges, particularly when we're faced with people that go against what we stand for, what we represent. And we may resort back to being in the flesh as opposed to being in the spirit. So it's important that as a leader, we understand our responsibility in leading. So I'm going to start off with um, number six. Education is still the key to growing out of the situations and circumstances that we, we are in because if we learn about life through the Bible, if we learn about life through what God has placed in the Bible, we would learn a great deal in how to um, address each and every issue that we come across. Now, that may, that's, that may sound impossible, but if you look at um, what God has brought to us, what God has brought us through, what God has, where God has brought us from. And yes, we do hard work, we study, um, we, we walk by faith and not by sight, but God brings us through these. We don't just do it on our own because he opens a door, he provides a way, he makes a way out of no way, he puts people in our lives. So the more we educate ourselves about God is always there 
reading the scripture and understanding that it is the key to education through education with education that we can grow ourselves whether it's in poverty whether it's in economic distress whether it's situations and circumstances we find ourselves because the more knowledge that we have the better we can move forward from where we are to go where we want to be and importantly to go where god wants us to be and you know in black communities and hispanic communities and other communities of color and culture you know there's always the mentioning of um, the colonized thinking and the brainwashing that has gone on for hundreds of years by colonizers, not just on the continent of Africa, but in the United States, uh, Canada, Mexico, South America, that colonized thinking that, that you as a person of color are not worthy, you're worthless, you're not as good as others, um, you're not as smart, you're not as competent, you're not as capable, um, you have imposter syndrome, you know, we need to knock all of that out of our sensibilities and work to the level that God can elevate us all to. We have a focus. We have a mission. We have guidelines in the Bible that can share with us how we need to go and use the talents and skills and abilities that we are blessed with. So it is important that we understand that we are children of God, that nothing can stop us except ourselves. Um, I always quote every once in a while uh, what Les Brown has said. And if you know Les Brown, he is a very prolific uh, motivational speaker and a Christian himself. And he has always stated in numerous occasions that the best ideas in the world are in the graveyard. The best ideas in the world are in the graveyard. Why? Because the people that have had those ideas are too scared to put forth the effort or unwilling to put forth the effort to bring those ideas into fruition. So if God puts an idea in your brain and, and he pushes you in that direction, um, don't be like Jonah and run the other way when God asks you to do something. You know, in Scripture, we know Jonah kept running and running and running away. He was in all kinds of situations and circumstances, and God was patient. I think God was more patient or is more patient than any of us could ever be with ourselves or with others. So we have to be sure that we follow what he asks and tells us to do because we're doing it to his glory and we're doing it to build the kingdom. So we have to be reminded of that and not to let imposter syndrome or even our family or close friends deter us from doing these works. Number seven is collaborate with others um, that you can learn from. Um, everyone you collaborate with and work with, they're not all going to be Christians. But they can provide some information. They can provide some resources. They can provide some content that you have not had before. And it's important for us to understand that through our words, deeds, and actions, we can collaborate and lead people to Christ. But we have to have that mindset that, you know, it's not all about what we can do. It's not all about what we can accomplish. It's about what God puts in us to share with others and do the works that are necessary to become capable uh, members of the body of Christ to achieve wonderful things. And when we have that mindset, when we think on those terms, when we um, 
focus on what God has for us and what we can do, we will achieve some amazing things in life. So we must be able to collaborate and work together. And as it says in the Bible, where two or three go, where two or three are, where two or three uh, worship, where two or three pray, where two or three, you know, God hears and sees our heart. So collaborating with others only allows us to be stronger. Um, the term iron sharpens iron. Iron can't sharpen itself but it has to have a collaboration with iron to sharpen. So we need to be sure to collaborate with each other, to work with each other for a common goal and a common mission. Uh, number eight, do not get complacent. Don't get complacent with your walk with God because that will uh, put forth this idea that you don't have to pray as much, you don't have to worship as much, you don't have to serve as much, you don't have to do the things that are necessary to show that your faith is strong within you. Many people, you know, throughout the years, it's like they get into repetition of, okay, Sunday we're going to go to church. We're going to go to morning service. We're going to go to Bible. We're going to go to evening service. We're going to go to afternoon service. We're going to do this, this, and that. Um, but it, it turns out more to be a tradition as opposed to service unto the Lord. Now, consistency is important. Consistency um, helps us to stay on the right course, but we can't allow us to, ourselves to get um, complacent in what we're doing. We can also not allow ourselves to get comfortable in where we are, because when you get comfortable, you really lose focus of what you're trying to achieve. Being a Christian means you are also continuously to working to save souls and keep souls saved. Not just to be seen, not just to be heard, not just every Sunday to go to church with the best clothes or the best hat, um, your, your, your makeup and your nails all 100%, your shoes are shining, you know, um, you, you know, you dress not to impress, but you dress to worship and you dress to praise. Because God sees your heart, not necessarily the clothes that you're wearing. Because we have to remember, back in the day, when Christ was walking the earth, people didn't have three-piece suits. People didn't have shiny shoes. Women didn't have hats with feathers in them and all kind of adornments. Um, brothers didn't have, uh, you know, the, the, the fancy socks and the fancy ties. They got down to business to worship in the Lord. They got down to business to having uh, services where the word was taught from the spirit not from somebody's opinion and ideas. So we have to be sure we're not complacent and we don't get comfortable. Uh, number nine, get involved and help others in your community um, and always be that person that people can, you know, feel comfortable talking to and sharing information. I'm not saying that they have to tell you their whole life stories, but be that person that when someone has a question about your faith, they feel comfortable coming to. Because you know, through our words, deeds, and actions, people will look at what we're doing. Through our words, deeds, and actions, people are following us. Through our words, deeds, and actions, people are looking at how we respond to situations and circumstances as Christians. So we must keep it real, we must keep it relevant, and keep it righteous. Because when God sees us, sees our hearts, 
He'll put us in situations and circumstances, yes, that challenges our faith because he wants to show to others, Christian and non-Christians, that these are my children and these are the expectations of my children and they will rise up and meet and exceed those expectations. So when the Lord reaches your hearts and, and tells you, minister to a person, talk to a person, pray for a person, pray with a person, we have to be obedient and we have to recognize it's not what we want necessarily, but it's what the Lord wants us to do to save souls, to keep souls saved, and to build up his kingdom. You know, uh, while reading scripture, you know, all the time, what was Christ doing? He was praying to his father. He was talking to his father. He was counseling with his father. He was, he was, he was doing all that because he knew his father would answer him. He would send him the right people. He would do all that, that, that he asked his father to do. And many times we as Christians, we fall short because we don't ask the father. We don't consult the father. We want to tell the father what we want instead of asking the father, what do you need me to do? And what do I have to do to show my obedience and my humbleness? So we have to help people in our community, not turn your nose up at them, not look down on them, um, not talk about them if they're homeless or if they're struggling with, with drug dependence or alcoholism or whatever. We cannot cast hate and, and innuendo and, and curses at people because that's not what Christ would have done. Um, helping each other is paramount to building the kingdom of God because we are helping people in spirit and in truth where we get our strength from. And number 10, reach across the aisle of color, culture, gender, generation, and pull others up as you grow. When you grow as Christians, we are accountable and responsible for helping others when that need help that need a positive word, that need support, that need love. If we're going to represent Christ, we need to go above and beyond our own physical and mental limitations. Because even Gandhi said one time that he loved his, he loved the, the, the message and, and the goals and the purpose of Christ, but not necessarily the Christians because the Christians were doing what they were doing. They weren't following Christ as Christ would have had them done. They had their own agendas, they had their own missions, and they had their own goals, which puts a damper on our, our faith, it puts a damper on us being Christians, it puts a damper on building our relationship, and other people are looking for us to help them, to guide them, to be that iron that sharpens iron. And Christ expects us to be the, the members of the body of Christ, members of his body, to help others grow. So when we can, the opportunity must reach across the aisle of color, culture, gender, and generation to help others and pull them up as we grow as well. And lastly, God first in everything we do. He comes first and he is paramount. As being involved in technology, we talk about branding and marketing, our first brand as Christians is Christ. That comes first. Thank you very much.